It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. All right, speaking of wine, it is time for the Wednesday California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. It's Dan Berger. (laughs) Our our guest today is Mark Beeman from Sebastiani Wines. Since, wow, over 100 years? Or no, what is it? It says over 100 years. Uh, that is correct. 1904 is when Sebastiani Wines started. That is correct. Wow. Mark, welcome, man. Good to see you. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me in. All right. In the meantime, did I say it's brought to you by Bottle Barn? Not yet. <laughs> well, then I will. <laughs> Steve, we were remiss last week, and when I say we, I mean you, by not... <laughs> Congratulating Dan on receiving the first ever Distinguished Service Award from the North Coast Wine Challenge for his 10 years of involvement with that competition and his 46 years covering the wine industry. Well, Steve Falk was in. Why didn't he mention it? Well, he wasn't here when Dan was here. (laughs) Yeah, but he should have said something. Uh, He did. Whatever. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. (laughs) Well, as I've said many times, I don't listen to this show, so I I don't know. So congratulations, Dan. Thank you very much. That's pretty cool, dude. It was nice. Big surprise, actually. And so you've been a judge since the uh, competition started, right? Oh, yeah, but I've been judging in Sonoma County since the 81. Right. So was there a big cash prize involved with this recognition? Oh, yeah, it was this massive cash prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't raise the money. So. <laughs> Dan tried to celebrate by giving himself a cash prize, but he could, couldn't, get, couldn't get the money together. <laughs> Here's two bucks, Dan. Congratulations. Uh, okay. Sebastiani Wines, since 1904. Mark, tell us the, the entire story on all this, because I didn't realize they'd been around that long. Yeah, well, there's a there's a rich history, and it actually goes beyond and before 1904. So we're going to take the time back to 1825, believe it or not. Wow. So when the, the mission Dan was born. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Doesn't look a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Doesn't look a day over it. Um, so <laughs> the Franciscan uh, Padres that came up um, and established the mission right. in uh, near the town in the square of Sonoma that I think a lot of tourists have seen, uh, they also established a, a vineyard out there, and they called it the Mission Block. And that was planted in 1825, and that's actually part of the Sebastiani property still to this day. So that vineyard, from what we understand, has been it's been replanted over the years, but it's continually been used as um, a vineyard for viticulture. So we're coming up on 200 years of history um, with that. On the Sebastiani side of things, Samuel Sebastiani um, immigrated from Tuscany, Italy, back in the, the late 1800s, landed in Sonoma around 1897, and started up as a mason um, in the area. And he kind of had a reputation as being a very hardworking man and um, built a lot of the facilities and facades and even the Sebastiani Theater, of course, to his namesake. Built that in 1933, and it still stands today. The the winery, the vineyards and winery, the winery is gorgeous, and um, we broadcasted live twice at least from there during the Sonoma International Film Festival. That's correct, yeah. They yeah. hosted a, a number of events out there over right. the years, and Tasting Room is uh, quite this large stone structure, as you would expect. It's and beautiful. That came about in 1904 um, when Samuel purchased that property. And um, produces Infidel um, out of the Mission Block and some of the other vineyards that were around there. 
and just over the years kind of continued to build and blossom this area. And he diversified as well. In 1917, he uh, planted a cherry orchard, which is now where Cherry Block um, is now standing today. And that's kind of the hallmark gem of the crown, if you will, out of the vineyards for the facility. And that was changed over from cherries to vineyards in 1961. And that was his son, August Sebastiani, who Mm -hmm. was quite a notable personality in the area, always wore his coveralls and was kind of a very much a, a man about the facility where if you stop by... You, you saw the guy. And so family owned for a very, very long period of time. And Cabernet was always really at the heart of Sebastiani. So they were labor, labeling Cabernet back in the 1940s. I think, Dan, you'd mentioned you'd tasted one from, I think, even your birth year. Yes, 41. 1941. So uh, a longstanding history of Cabernet and putting it on the variety, which really, I think, helped put Sonoma County on the map for Cabernet as a variety. And so, long-standing history with uh, what what all is going on. The old redwood tanks. If you ever get into the tasting room, uh, there's these huge, beautiful old uh, redwood uprights that were used back in the uh, the day. Since been replaced by stainless steel, but just some beautiful carving carvings on them as well that kind of show the different seasons, different varieties that might have been in them as well. And then in 2008, that's when uh, Bill Foley took over yeah and i want to get into bill foley and uh, the foley food and wine society which we will uh let me just uh, go to a breaking story again uh we're getting a little more information the u.s capitol was evacuated tonight after police identified an aircraft that they said posed a probable threat in Washington, but the plane was actually carrying members of the U.S. Army Golden Knights, who then parachuted into Nationals' ballpark for a pregame demonstration. <laughs> but somebody didn't tell somebody, and they uh, they saw this aircraft and thought, "Oh God!" And they evacuated the Capitol. Wow, there's a story. I guess so. the, we'll be hearing more about that. <laughs> highlights the importance of communication. So thank goodness for radio. Well, as I said earlier, it is 420 today. Maybe uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Nationals people were too stoned and forgot to tell the Capitol Police. that. They and it's gonna... Earth Day, among other things. No, that's the 22nd. Oh, that's Friday. <laughs> we're leading up to it, no, for sure. Today's Stoner Day. Stoner Day. <laughs> Earth Day. Well... You know, the marijuana comes from the earth, so maybe it's, you know, the same thing. I don't know. But, yeah, Friday is actually okay. Earth Day. Uh, so, now, Mark, you've only been at uh, Sebastiani for a couple of years. Uh, give us your history and how you got into the wine world. Uh, certainly, yeah. I don't have the, I guess, the typical pedigree. Um, I, but I did grow up on agricultural land up in Washington State. My parents were forensic chemists originally. So I like to say I never got away with anything as a kid uh, because uh, I left way too much evidence. <laughs> but the, the agriculture was always really kind of near and dear to my heart. So grew up on a cattle ranch, knew I kind of wanted to stick with the agriculture, and went to college, got a degree in geology. Uh, that uh, then led to uh, the wonderful side of student loans that I mm-hmm. wanted to defer. <laughs> and um, I found out that if I joined the Peace Corps, uh, they would help out with that. And it was an opportunity for some adventure. I grew up in kind of small townville, which was wonderful, but I wanted to see the world. I'm a big fan of the Peace Corps. Uh, where were you stationed? I was uh, stationed in the, the village of Getagul 
in Tanzania in East Africa. Wow, yeah, no you, kidding. Yeah, so um, it was definitely the, the toughest job you'll ever love. Uh, I did agroforestry, um, soil conservation, and work with some women's groups as well. And it was an incredible two years. <laughs> and when I came back to Washington State, the wine industry had really exploded. I grew up around Walla Walla, which a lot of people know for the quality of wine out there. And kind of just put pen to paper and had a talk with dad and said, hey, what should I be doing with my life and where should I go? And he said, you know, the wine industry is really blossoming. You have a good work ethic. Um, you know science. And it's, that seems to be a discipline that will involve all of those. So I got a haircut, put on a tie, and interviewed at uh, Columbia Crest Winery and got to work with uh, the likes of Doug Gore, Ray Einberger um, over at Columbia Crest and Chateau St. Uh, Michel. And just started at the bottom of the uh, the heap. I remember I got to Ernest Lowson came in, and he was doing the Eroica Riesling project. And he lit into me one time about how I was putting the dishware incorrectly into the uh, the dishwasher in the laboratory. And I realized how seriously people took just about everything. <laughs> um, and and learned a lot from those guys. And That's then, a metropolis, Patterson, Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a booming, <laughs> booming place. It's, uh, you'll, you'll have the place to yourself, for sure. <laughs> Um, and then that led down to Con Creek and Villa Mount Eden, which the parent company that owned Columbia Crest um, owned as well. So that was with St. Michelle Wine Estates. And so I did get to move down to California, uh, brought the surfboard with me, and haven't looked back. Cool. So Columbia Crest led to Con Creek and Villa Mount Eden. And then later I got to meet uh, Paul Dolan and the Thornhill family. And they were the new owners of Parducci Winery up in Mendocino, Ukiah. And they were uh, taking that place back to kind of its roots. A lot of good Petit Syrah, Petit Syrah, and Cabernet blends. And worked with them for about 12 years. Um, met my wife at work as well. They say fishing from the dock, but um, <laughs> I landed a beauty. And uh, we, have two boys. we have two boys together with each other. And um, we decided to do something adventurous a few years ago where I took a job as winemaker at Maui Wine. So I actually moved over with the family over to Hawaii. And we made wine over there for about three years. And uh, 16 acres of the toughest grapes you'd ever grow. Um, but <laughs> it overlooked Molokini. You could see the humpback whales breaching while you're out there, you know, just pulling leaves and doing hedging. Absolute paradise. So and you are one of the mu- winemakers or the winemaker at Sebastiani? Yeah. So um, after, after that <laughs> finished up, I, I ended up over at Sebastiani, and I'm the, uh, the one winemaker since December of 2020, hmm. um, and get to take over with the likes of uh, working with the Cherry Block Vineyard, uh, which I had known for years and years, and was super excited about the opportunity I think it's to a, get back to it. I think it's a momentous time. Oh, we got, we got a presentation here. Cherry Block used to be called... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it was called Eagle Vineyard because um, August Sebastiani was very much into uh, birds and aviaries. So we are now witnessing to the the, the, the listeners out there this beautiful uh, poster of uh, an eagle sweeping swooping in, about to land on a branch. You know, we have special in the technology now on KSRO. Our listeners can actually see that. I can't believe yeah. <laughs> Dan brought a vineyard. Use your imagination. This is a gift. For the Foley family as well as for Mark. This is fantastic. Thank and you. And this is from 1980. This was the label that was used on the 1980 mm-hmm. uh, Eagles Landing or Eagle Landing. Uh, Eagle Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. Because um, when Cherry Block was changed over from cherries to, to Cabernet, that was 1961. 
And we still have those old vine blocks that are out there. So it's some of the oldest Cabernet vines out there and just phenomenal fruit. This was, this, uh, was in the cellar. Uh, Dan, yeah. you're on the Sorry. radio. This was in the cellar, uh, in the wine cellar for all these years. And uh, Do you lay artwork down as well? Just this. Okay. Just this is the only yeah. one. And this it's was a in tiny the little cellar. It's a, okay. a wine closet. So that vineyard wasn't named uh, Cherry Block until the release of the 1985 Cabernet. So there were a number of years between the 60s and the 80s when they were producing fruit. And to my understanding, they called it the Eagle Block back then. So if you find some old 1980 and 1970 wines, you'll probably see the Eagle Block. And wow. that poster is beautiful. Thank that, you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fantastic. That's literally been protected all these years for somebody I would meet from Sebastiani. <laughs> <laughs> and then and here you are. Very good. Uh, did you uh, go to... Uh, Davis or Fresno or anything to, to yeah. learn more about winemaking? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm in constant pursuit of education. So after I came back from the Peace Corps and had made my way into the wine industry, um, my education was, was kind of limited. But I'm a, I'm a quick learner, and I've got a good work ethic. But I realized I needed to supplement it with some education. So I took courses over at UC Davis. Um, I took a lot of online courses. I, of course, went to the wonderful Santa Rosa Community College courses as uh, well, which is yeah. just phenomenal for what you get. Unbelievable what they've done. Yeah, absolutely. Just in having that accessibility and that level of knowledge um, to us is just a, it's a huge, huge thing. And so I was able to learn quite a bit more um, from, from all that, but then also within kind of the Foley side of things as well. Uh, there's a lot of other winemakers that are within the Foley portfolio, and that's Chalk Hill, that's Ferrari Carano. Um, a number of the other wineries, even up in Washington and Oregon, and it's a great crew, and we all collaborate, we all debate, we all talk, and we all learn from each other. And so the education isn't always just at school, it's also with your coworkers. So it's a constant, constant education. You know, you're really good on the radio. Uh, thank you. Well, I, I, just, I, don't, I, I don't work I just as much adapt. as I used to, so uh, you know, <laughs> if you got some time, come in and uh, co-host with Harry. But don't bring any posters in with you. Okay. <laughs> just bring wine. Just oh, bring no, I won't be certainly do that. One of the things Good. we haven't talked about is Dan's cellar wine. Okay. Well, well I we was going done. there. You know I was going there because now we read each other's minds. <laughs> okay. It took me and Mike DeWall two years to read each other's minds, and then 13 years later, he left. But I can still read his mind. <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, okay, so Dan's cellar wine that we uh, start the show with. This is a uh, Chardonnay. Chardonnay from uh, McRosty Vineyards, 2017 from the Sonoma Coast. I and, love McRosty. And he does a good job. But the nice part, they have a lady winemaker there who's brilliant now. The thing about this wine that's really... Uh, I, I got tired of bringing in wine that Steve said he hated, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I decided to bring a 2017, which is actually two years old now, so the wine's only two years old, but it needs another couple of years, but this is the beginning of where Chardonnay aging does help, and in this case, we can move on. It's a really delicious wine. It's got I some like good it. acidity. Mm-hmm. It's got some nice bright fruit. It's got some really good balance of, of structure and complexity. The complexity comes from the two years of age. Mark brought a 2019 almost Burgundian style of Chardonnay from Carneros. Do you want to explain this wine? Yeah, this is so, delicious. Yeah, thank you. It's the uh, it's a 2019 vintage, as you said, but uh, it's called Patrick's Block, um, named after one of uh, 
Bill Foley's children, and comes out from a, a vineyard block that we have access to and we have ownership of, so we can do exactly what we want to with it um, as far as crop volume, um, timing of the pick, and, and everything else. So this is uh, definitely a little hand pick that comes in. We do a light press on it, um, separate our heavy press from it as well. Oak uses, you know, between 50 mm. and 60% on it. Um, usually a combination of French and little, a little bit of American oak in there as well. Um, the lemon peel component is really fascinating. It is, and there's a lot of lemon peel component it's gorgeous. in this wine. It's yeah, really gorgeous. It really but is. the best part about it for me is that it's Burgundian. It has that real stamp of a, a little teeny bit of shallot kind of an aroma on the top of it. And in the mid palate is this richness. When you say Burgundian, what do you mean? Tony Burgundian. Uh, he, <laughs> he owns the deli down the street. Here. Yeah. It's it's kind of rich, but it's got a little teeny bit of rustic character to it. So it's not just fruit. It's got rustic character from Lee's contact, probably, mm-hmm. as well as some barrel aging. It's got good acidity. The acidity is what carries it because this is going to be great with seafood, especially oh, lobster. I agree. This stuff will be yeah. killer. Joe, go down to the cellar, the food cellar, and bring up some lobster, will you? (laughs) California Wine Country is brought to you by Bottle Barn, where Wine Country buys their wine. And they stock wines from all over the world, be it Argentina to New Zealand, Australia to Portugal, everywhere on earth they have the wines, the widest selection of the world's best wines, and of course, the very best prices. And they also have the biggest selection of spirits. And a huge selection of craft beer as well, and also at unbeatable prices. Bottle Barn is open for in-store shopping every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can always place an order for free in-store pickup at BottleBarn.com. Make sure you sign up for their Barn Insider newsletter to get all the jumps on special sales. BottleBarn.com. All righty then, it is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our guest today with Dan Berger is Mark Beeman, the winemaker at Sebastiani Wines, now owned by Foley Wines. They're part of the Foley Food and Wine Society. They started the Foley Food and Wine Society to celebrate three of life's greatest passions world-class wines exquisite cuisine and amazing experiences including the drive with steve jackson <laughs> it says so right on the website uh okay I, I i don't know much about the foley food and wine society but i wanted to learn more about uh, bill foley and uh, mark beeman can uh, tell us about him uh, i mean who is the guy, and why is he so famous? Yeah, so Bill Foley, he um, kind of made his name in Fidelity Trust. I think he's one of the chairmen that's over there with that organization. And also the owner, CEO, and just man in charge of being at probably all the games for the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights hockey team as well. Mm. And then combining all the things with pleasure, of course, um, uh, wineries and hotels as well throughout California, and then a number of them um, throughout the rest of the United States on the West Coast, and then even over in Europe and South America, wow. New Zealand as well. So he's a rich guy, and he bought Sebastiani. How long ago? Uh, he bought Sebastiani in 2008, okay. and he okay. also, uh, part of the family that of, of wines that we deal with, and uh, the other winemakers I get to work with as well, because it's very collaborative. Um, we talk to each other, we see each other all the time, and as a matter of fact, right before I came to this show, I was with um, about seven other winemakers uh, working on trials for how to improve white wines, and so we get together quite often. It's uh, We're not all isolated 
by ourselves. Sure. So that, that'd be Chalk Hill. Um, that's Ferrari Carano and Prevail Winery um, over there as well. Um, Foley Sonoma, Foley Johnson, Maris over in Napa. Um, very high-end Cabernet that uh, some people that if they haven't tried it, they should. Of course, includes Sebastiani, Four Graces up in Oregon, and Three Rivers in Washington, just to kind of name a few. So the Foley Wine and Food Society, if you become a member, you get access to all the accoutrements that you'd want to have going into those tasting rooms, uh, reduced uh, rates on tastings. Um, there's al- also food that's served at these that is made to pair very well with those specific wines in those specific regions, and they're very, very well thought out. Wow. So Chateau St. Jean was actually a recent um, acquisition as well. And so that's, that's a that's a new ad. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think Bill and his, you know, kind of the people he works with and his daughter Courtney um, put a lot of thought into where they're they're going and what they're looking at for wineries. And I think a lot of it's investment in places that have a great history and have a great amount of potential with the uh, with the right people coming in. So I was incredibly honored when they brought me in at Sebastiani, yeah. uh, particularly with the emphasis on Cabernet. But um, I got to say, it's, uh, it's like hanging out with, in, in a comic book with all these other kind of superheroes with superpowers and all these other winemakers with their different styles um, is, is very, very fun to be a big part of it. Can Dan Berger afford to join the Foley Food and Wine Society? He absolutely can. So there's a, a number well, of different considering how many, to it. That two bucks you won for the thing with right, the stuff. Right. And, and considering the millions you pay me for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, there's a, a number of levels. There's a number of levels to it, um, oh, and it's kind of like you earn points as you go along. And um, as you earn these points, you kind of get some some kickbacks that are, are really wonderful. So I won't go into too much detail on them, but I would encourage people to certainly check them out. The Fully Food and Wine Society. Um, very easy to look at. If you go to any of those wineries, it'll kind of lead you to there. You can go to Sebastiani.com and learn a lot more as well. Uh, Mark Beeman is here on California Wine Country from the winemaker at Sebastiani Wines. Uh, that Chardonnay was spectacular. Uh, now we're tasting this Sangiovese, which I, I love Sangiovese. This is a 2019 from Sebastiani. Talk about this one. Yeah, so this was you know kind of an honor to the Italian roots of Sebastiani. Um, it's fun to work with varieties that maybe are a little more esoteric and something you don't see quite as often. So uh, Barbera has always been at Sebastiani, another kind of uh, wonderful local Italian variety that we have access to. Yeah, he's not talking about Yogi Bar- Barbera. <laughs> or Hannah Barbera. Or Hannah Barbera. Yogi Bear is at the winery. <laughs> but certainly a throwback Nobody variety. Nobody goes to yeah. Sebastiani anymore. It's too crowded. Mm. <laughs> I'm quoting Yogi Berra for some reason. Okay. Go, go ahead, Mark. I caught that one. That was good. <laughs> yes, I, I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, uh, the the Sangiovese, we have access to quite a few different vineyards throughout all the sub appellations and AVAs throughout Sonoma County. So, our palette of what we have access to as winemakers is is phenomenal. So all these different blocks. So this particular Sangiovese based out of Alexander Valley actually comes from two different and very distinctly different vineyards that showcase what Sangiovese can do. Um, One of them, Anderson Vineyard, uh, kind of on the edge between where Alexander and Knights Valley is at, kind of close to Calistoga. Very, very steep um, vineyard hillsides on this. Uh, Very low yields come about as a result of it. It's probably one of the more challenging vineyards to walk around where there's a few spots to go sample grapes. 
you got to get down on your hands and knees to be able to crawl up the hill. I mean, it's extreme. And the wines that come off of it have this very intense That's how color I got this them. radio program. <laughs> I believe it. You know, that's a, I can tell. <laughs> Please, let me do the drive. <laughs> so, but the, the personality that came out, it was a bit, um, it, it was a bit uh, angular to it. Um, all this sort of power, you kind of lose the subtlety to the variety. But then there's another vineyard that's in Alexander Valley, much further uh, to the north, uh, kind of close to where Prevail Winery is at, not too far from the River Rock Casino. Um, also some hillsides, but a more delicate, more ethereal version of Sangiovese. And I think the blend between the two of them really showcases uh, the aroma, the flavor, the tannin structure that we're looking for, for having reasonable acidity, capture that kind of earthy element that, you know, somebody that's familiar with Sangiovese would feel very much at home well, with. Well, this is delicious. Dan, talk about Sangiovese. Uh, very tricky variety, and the only way to make it in California is to keep it out of barrels uh, that have a lot of flavor. You want less flavor in the wood, and you want more flavor from the fruit. And this wine is fruit-driven, and it's gorgeous. And this is a 2019. Correct, yeah. And it, it is you, gorgeous. You nailed it. Um, the, the oak that we use for this is maybe 30% new but tend to use a little bit more of the lighter toast with Hungarian oak, um, which I think kind of helps with earthy, um, driven wines like Pinot Noir. I I put Sangiovese in kind of a similar category. doesn't introduce a lot of tannin either. This is really delicious. Dan, how long would you lay this down? Uh, I would basically not. We'll see you in 30 years? No, I wouldn't lay this down. I would uh, decant this for about two hours. And then by the time you get around to it, it's opened up a little bit and you can smell a little bit more. Uh, It's got a lot of cranberry in it. It's good good stuff for cranberry. And this is the Cabernet that we're doing here. Yeah, so you might hear the sound of the uh, the pour. We're short on time. Mark, uh, go ahead and talk about this. Yeah, so Alexander Valley Cabernet, um, this one from 2019 as well, just kind of showcases what the uh, the fruit can do within the area. Um, We knew that we had some new vineyards coming online with when Foley had purchased for Icarano and Prevail. And so the vineyards that were featured in this one is the main base um, were kind of lower down, closer to the Cloverdale side of where Alexander Valley is at. Mm-hmm. And I knew from the fruit that we were going to be getting access to in the future, we were going to get more of this hillside, stronger, more powerful style. So I actually blended in um, a reasonable amount of Syrah, Petit Verdot, and some bigger, hardier style of blenders, Bordeaux blenders to go with it. Um, to be able to showcase and kind of show the the path that we were going to be taking with the way that the future Alexander Valley Cabernet for Sebastiani was going to be made. So really wanted to lay the groundwork with this particular one and got a double gold medal for this out of the uh, San Francisco Wine Chronicle tasting. Um, a great honor because that competition's been going on for forever. So very happy yes, with this wine. And those wines are from all over the world. And Dan, you were, well, I'm out of time. <laughs> You're out of time. <laughs> I'm out of mind. I'm out of time. <laughs> Dan, just, 30 seconds on Sebastiani. The property is historic, and uh, but they've moved away from some of the vineyards they used to use and using better quality vineyards than they've used in the past. The best part about this is the winemaking is really more modern than it's ever been. It's much more up-to-date, and the, the styles of wine are re- dramatically into the style of wine that everybody really appreciates. Uh, you should join the Sebastiani Legacy Wine Club at Sebastiani.com and certainly visit their location. 
I've been there. Uh, we broadcasted live from there a few times, and it's just gorgeous. And the wines are amazing. Uh, Mark Beeman, winemaker at Sebastiani Wines. Good to finally meet you, man, and you need to come back. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. We got more to taste. All right, Dan. Thank you, and thank Mark Beeman, and thank you, everyone. Of course, Harry J. Duke, my co-host, and Joe Pasquini, the guy who drives the drive behind the board. Uh, Have a great night.